Hi, friends. Welcome to Deep Dive, my brand new podcast born from a desire for critical thought, vulnerability, and awareness. I'm your host, Dana Falsetti, a thinker, a writer, a yoga teacher, an activist, an authenticity agent. Each month, you'll hear from me and my guests, ranging from iconic disruptors to everyday people, all candidly sharing our personal experiences on topics ranging from sexuality to social justice and consciousness to capitalism. Deep Dive is a space to tackle hard-hitting questions and controversial topics in a raw, empathetic, and curious way. And it's my space to rant and ramble freely, no holding back. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is going to be about confidence and relationships and body image and how it's really easy to see others being confident and not really understand how to bridge the gap between what they seem to be experiencing and what we are experiencing ourselves. And a lot of this has to do with comparing and social media and advertising and ingrained stereotypes and all sorts of things. So we're going to sort of dissect where all of this comes from and how we can move forward. So I think the first question, the first important question to ask is really why do we struggle with confidence and where does that come from? So for me, this kind of breaks down into a few different things and it's kind of hard to pinpoint when any of this started because it's all sort of it all is cohesive and all comes together and it starts super young and it might come from your family and it could come from your um, school environment or something like that. And then it's perpetuated even further by mainstream magazines and social media, etc. So we struggle with confidence because we kind of don't know who we are, or at least that's been my experience before I kind of stepped into who I am as a person and allowed that authenticity to sort of be the confidence. Before that, it was just that I didn't know who I was at all. And I was so fixated, and I think many of us are so fixated on figuring out what are all of the pieces, what do we need more of or less of to be enough, right? And so if there's always something more that you need or always something less that you need, there's sort of no point in your authentic self. And I think that that is really problematic. And that's something that's perpetuated from a lot of different angles, I think from childhood onward. So recognizing that the family narrative or your group of friends or even your teachers or whatever the scenario was, bullying, shaming, people telling you what you're good at and what you're not good at, things like that, all sort of lead you down the path of not knowing exactly who you are. And I think when you don't know who you are, you don't have assurance in that it's really hard to move forward from there into a place of self-worth. And that's where the conversation starts to get a little bit meatier. So you're dealing with shame, you're dealing with bullying, we're dealing with stereotypes, and then you can also loop in mainstream advertising and social media, constantly comparing ourselves to these sort of ideal lives that we see on social media all of the time and being bombarded with, for example, certain body types by mainstream advertising all the time. That digs at your confidence. And all of these things can dig at your confidence again because we innately feel like we are not enough. And that gets 
essentially validated by things like social media, mainstream media, other people's perceptions that we hold true, etc. So that's why we struggle with it, right? It's sort of this dance of comparison and self-worth and validation and all of those things. So then I think the next question is, what are the actual insecurities and where do they come from? So all of these things are kind of just building on awareness and they make us ask ourselves important and kind of meaty questions that might hit sore spots, might hit the ego, might bring up painful memories and really ask us to analyze. And that's not something that's always easy to do. But if you've ever heard me ramble before, you know that I see awareness, self-awareness as the basis for most other things. So we tune in with what the insecurity is. And that's going to be different for everybody. A lot of people have insecurities that are rooted in body image, super common. I think everybody deals with that to a certain extent. And, you know, at various times coming and going. And then the other one is the self-identity and the self-worth, the idea of not being enough. And sometimes that's tied in with the body image. Sometimes it's completely separate and it's completely mental. And there's definitely some intersection of these things. But point being that oftentimes the insecurities are rooted in something that is external. So if it's the body image... It's rooted in comparison. It's rooted in concern over what somebody else is going to think about your body. Does somebody else find you beautiful and attractive? And are you validated? Um, are you validated by clothing companies, by being able to wear the clothes, etc.? And then the self-identity, self-worth, right? Do other people think you're right? Do other people value your character? Are you completing somebody else's life and I think that sense of ego and we don't necessarily identify that as ego outright but that's really what it is and I think the the dance of ego and self-identity and self-worth is a really interesting conversation as well but recognizing that all of these insecurities are mostly rooted in external validation and in someone else's perception of us not so much our own so we know why we struggle with confidence. We know what our insecurities are. We kind of get where they come from. And then once you can start debunking where they come from, you realize that most of these insecurities are actually planted in your head. You didn't just make them up out of nowhere. Somebody gave them context. And I think when we realize that, that it also innately gives us a little bit of power and a little bit of autonomy back. So then the question becomes, you're like, okay, I hear you, Dana, easier said than done, confidence, self-worth, yada, yada, yada. But how, right? And that's the question everybody always wants the answer to. But how do I make this shift? How can we focus on internal validation instead of external validation? And especially talking about relationships, a lot of the time I get questions about confidence directly correlated to relationships and body image and sex. There's this sort of constant, again, this external search, this external versus internal validation. When talking about relationships and, and, and how we see ourselves in them, I see this narrative about searching for love or searching for a person to complete you, 
versus seeking yourself. And I think that that's one really great example of how we tend to seek external validation instead of internal validation. So instead of just constantly sort of following this path where we're figuring out who we are, we're staying really true to ourselves and we're staying really aware of who we are and what our needs are and how we're interacting with the people around us and and having all of these really amazing experiences. Instead of being focused on that, we're often focused on what do we need to supplement Um, You know, where is my person? Am I ever going to find true love? Is anybody ever going to look at me or or feel that way about me that I know that I see in movies all the time or that I see in that Instagram photo of that couple or whatever it is? So just one example of how we have this tendency to constantly search for something outside of ourselves to give us validation that we think we can shift into something that's internal, but really, and as I've said so many times, all versions of external validation are fleeting and are transient, right? So as soon as you put your own worth in someone else's opinion of you or what you do for someone else to complete them or whatever it is, and then that person goes away or that person changes their mind and then it sort of It shakes your whole foundation, right? Because you've put a piece of yourself, a piece of your self-identity outside of you. So instead of seeking others or seeking other people's approval to fulfill us, we find ways to fulfill ourselves. And I think it also means not taking it personally when you aren't for someone. And... (laughs) This is such a hard part of confidence and self-actualization is being cool with who you are, being sure about who that person is, very aware and very cool (laughs) with who that person is. And with that comes the acceptance that you are not going to be for everyone. And in some ways, that's kind of easy, right? You might not vibe well with some stranger that you meet or whatever it is and you don't really care about that but then you think about it in terms again of a a relationship or dating or finding love or finding a partner to have sex with or whatever it is and then all of a sudden when somebody doesn't want you it's all about you and instead of looking at that person who doesn't want you and 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 realizing that well, maybe them not wanting me isn't really all that much about me. Maybe it's more about them. And when I had this realization, right, that most of what people do is actually about them and their perspectives and their experiences and what they need or what they think they need, it's not so much about you or about me or about the other person, right? So again, there's sort of this illusion where it's like, oh, this person doesn't want me and that means I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough and why am I not enough for you? When in reality, it has nothing to do with you being enough or not. And it's not that you're not enough for this person or any other person. It's that this person is not ready for you, right? And it's just, it's interesting that we see it in the way that sort of self-loathes and digs at us instead of recognizing that everybody is just human and everybody is making decisions that they need to make based on what they feel they need. 
So not only is the shift from external to internal validation a lasting one because internal validation can be with you forever, but it also gives a little bit of space and openness and acceptance, I think, to just the innate human experience and recognizing that not everything has to be taken personally and not everything is always about us. And so sometimes I think when we have these scenarios where somebody else does something that digs away at our self-worth, instead of allowing that thing to take a piece of you, use that scenario to look at yourself even more, to seek out even more what you really need from a partner or from any kind of relationship or anything you want to do in your life. And that, again, is your own empowerment, is your own autonomy, and that's what confidence is. So the other part of this, sort of the, the tie-in, and this is a little more out there than the rest of the conversation, but expectations and permanence. So when talking about confidence and the intersection between that and relationships and body image and all of those things, just like we get caught up in the external validation, I think we also get caught up in the expectations that society kind of puts in place and the things we're used to thinking, right? It's hard to break out of thought patterns because narratives, ingrained narratives and stereotypes, the things that we're used to thinking, it's hard to think differently. And so we have to really be able to put sort of pride and ego aside and open our minds a little bit to other ways of thinking and other ways of living. So instead of the expectation, right? And what I mean by that is, where is this going? And am I messing it up? <laughs> And does he like me, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever it might be, or the permanence of it. And by that, I mean, you know, what happens if he ditches me in a week? And how is that going to hit my ego? How is that going to hit my self-worth? What happens when this doesn't go as I planned, right? I'm kind of done with plans. And I'm done with plans because they never go as planned. Plans don't create the space for humanness and for human error. So my favorite thing, my recent shift has been instead of planning, I'm really trying to get very present so that I can be really, really sure of who I am as I make decisions and as I, I build the steps that lead to whatever the plan is going to end up being. And I find that when we focus on expectation and we focus on permanence and all the what ifs, we end up sort of rooting ourselves in the past narrative, right? Oh, I've done this before and this is my pattern and this is my habit and I'm fucking, am I fucking this up and that conversation. And then the other side of the conversation is worrying about the future, right? Again, where is this going? What if he ditches me in a week, et cetera, et cetera. So instead of the expectation and the permanence, my question is, can we just be present? And is that maybe half of the solution to this question of, of confidence and relationships and body image and the intersection of all of these things. Can we just become more present so we're not being pulled out of this moment in the sense of worrying about the way your body looks when you're in an intimate moment with your partner or worrying about whether or not that date is going to call you back and how that's going to dig at your self-worth or confidence. Instead of that, can we just remain present and aware and enjoy experiences for what they are and just let it be that nothing more than that 
Because I find that when we let it be more than that, we end up creating a story about what is happening, creating a story about what is happening in this present moment before it's even actually happened. And it might never happen the way that you think. So I really believe that confidence is is rooted in authenticity and in autonomy, right? In your position to sort of self-guide and self-govern, make decisions that resonate with you and live in a way that resonates with you fully. And it's your sense of self. It's sort of the beauty of both letting go and letting be. What I mean by that is letting go of strong attachments, other people's perceptions, to comparison, to mainstream advertising, even to the the way that your body looks, or to a partner, or what they think about you. Letting go of those strong attachments, letting go of those expectations, letting go of the self-imposed limits that inhibit our confidence and our sense of autonomy, and letting ourselves and others be, right? And that's the piece about being in the present moment and recognizing the humanness of our actions and that often the things that we think or that we allow to hurt us or to dig at our self-worth or our identities are often not even about us. So I think so much of this is about getting really present and being really aware. And that's something that I say a lot and I I tend to repeat a lot about self-awareness but I see it as this really beautiful thing that asks us to constantly be in tune with who we are and with what we need. And both of those things are constantly changing. I think the more that we can focus on those instead of all of this external noise, the more confident we can be, the more autonomous we can be, and the more empowered we can be. Hi friends, Dana here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Deep Dive. If you want more Radical Truth, make sure you subscribe. You can also keep up with me across social media at Dana Falsetti or visit my website, danafalsetti.com to find workshops, speaking engagements, or take an online class. See you next time.